Thank you very much for coming on today's podcast for July 14th. We'll be reading Kenneth Copeland and Gloria Copeland's book, Faith to Faith. I want to thank them very much for allowing us to go on the internet and read it free. I purchased the book a couple of times a long time ago and I seemed to lose it. Thank God a lot of these things are free now on the internet. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise His holy name. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for coming on here today. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you His favor and give you His peace in Jesus' name. Rock and roll, baby. Here we go. Today's reading is your deadly enemy. First Thessalonians 4.13 says, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again. First Thessalonians 4.13 Many of us, even though we're believers, have seen Grief and sorrow as such a natural part of life that we haven't even questioned them. In fact, if we're honest, we have to admit there are times when we actually want it, want to feel sad and sorry for ourselves. Why should we choose to feel sorrow? Because sorrow has an emotional kick to it. It offers a surge of feeling that in the beginning stages is almost intoxicating. But grief and sorrow are dangerous things. Several years ago, God showed me that they're not the innocent emotions we thought they were. The force behind these emotions are actually spirits being sent by the devil himself to kill, steal, and destroy. Identifying sorrow. Remember, it has an emotional kick to it. It offers a surge of feeling that in the beginning stages, it's almost intoxicating. And a sad feeling also for feeling so- sorry for ourselves. They are part of the devastating satanic barrage Jesus took on himself when he died on the cross, Isaiah 53. He bore grief and sorrow so we wouldn't have to. If they come knocking on your door, remember... They are not innocent emotions. They are deadly enemies that Jesus already carried away at Calvary. Don't live as those who have no hope. You're a believer. You know that Jesus Christ died for you and rose again. That not only gives you hope where physical death is concerned, it gives you hope in every situation. Sorrow not. Sorrow not. Amen. If you're sorrowing, if you feel overwhelmed in your work and your emotions are up and so forth, sorrowing, emotional kick to it, start thanking God for it. Thanking God that you're feeling. And you know what? That feeling will go away. The sorrow will. Amen. You will not feed into it, for one. Let's go ahead and read Isaiah 51, 11 through 16. Those who have been ransomed by the Lord will return. They will enter Jerusalem singing, crowned with everlasting joy. Sorrow and mourning will disappear. 
and they will be filled with joy and gladness. Ah, yes, I am the one who comforts you. So why are you afraid of mere humans who wither like the grass and disappear? Yet you have forgotten the Lord, your creator, the one who stretched out the sky like a canopy and laid the foundations of the earth. Will you remain in constant dread of human oppressors? Will you continue to fear the anger of your enemies? Where is their fury and anger now? It is gone. Soon all your captives will be released. Imprisoned, starvation, and death will not be your fate. For I am the Lord your God who stirs up the sea, causing a wave to roar. My name is the Lord of heaven's armies. And I have put my words in your mouth and hidden your, you safely in my hand. I stretched out the sky like a canopy and laid the foundations of the earth. I am the one who says to Israel, You are my people. Now God has our lives in his hands, yet we don't fear him as we should. Instead, we fear people, people who don't really have any authority over us. We are tempted to retreat from God's ways and lapse back into dysfunctional emotions, sorrow, and patterns. Just to please others, we should thrive to please God because he has the power to bless us for seeking his will or to discipline us for disobeying us, for disobeying it. Amen. You notice right here that in that chapter, in the verse 11, where we started reading, where you have forgotten the Lord your God, it says, those who have been ransomed by the Lord will return. They will enter Jerusalem singing, crowning with everlasting joy. See, that's how we get rid of uh, sorrow and, and uh, by willing ourselves to be happy, by forcing ourselves, saying, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad at him. Remember, he says, I have put my word in your mouth. Amen. So we can do and combat the enemy. You know, how we grew up. We grew up emotionally wrong. Emotionally, the emotions were settled in wrongly. As far as I'm concerned, you know, it's just being raised by smother love. Three mothers, my mom and two older sisters. And they babied the baby of the family. And now I try to go out there and do life. I get punched in the nose. Because they don't do like they do at home, you know. I cry and get my way. So now I become an, an adult emotional cripple that the feelings fly open because their scar is open. Those who have been ransomed by the Lord will return. They will enter Jerusalem singing, crowned with everlasting joy. Okay, so if we do one thing, we'll get the other. We've been ransomed by the Lord Jesus Christ. He paid for our sorrow, for our self-esteem, for our self-pity to take it away. They will enter Jerusalem singing, crowned with everlasting joy. Sorrow and mourning will disappear. Sorrow and mourning are spirits. They can't hang around that. And they will be filled with joy and gladness. There again says everlasting joy. They will be filled with joy and gladness. 
I, yes, says the Lord, I am the one who comforts you. I am the one who comforts you. Yes. So why are you afraid of mere men? Men that are here like the plants and then the plants wither and they're gone and their opinions are gone over them. They wither like the grass and disappear. Yet you have forgotten the Lord your creator. Isn't that amazing that we can be in cahoots with the men, the Father God who stretched out the skies like a canopy and wants to be our friend and laid the foundations of the earth that baffles all scientists right now that there's no earth like this that can sustain life in all the universe. Yeah, they claim they find them, you know, but they will always do that. But to have a planet like ours that produces oxygen and life and everything was done, being, there's no transitions of any buttons, any bones uh, mutating. You know, when I was a kid, I used to think, well, you know, it's so simple. Show me all the bones that had moved from one animal to the other and have evolved. There's nothing there, folks. Why keep hampering on such a dumb subject that there's, there's no evidence that we evolved? We were just there. We just appeared. The Lord said, let there be man and man was. And by the way, I, I heard a scientist in YouTube say there's 59 minerals and enzymes or whatever in the earth, and there's 59 inside of us, too, and the human being walking around. So, hello, we're made out of the, we were made out of the ground. It says, the Lord says, will you remain in constant dread of human oppression? In other words, will you always be fearful of others? In constant dread? How about if you remain in constant love of receiving care and supply because of what Jesus Christ has done? Will you continue to fear the anger of your enemies? Will you continue to imagine the catastrophes? Where is their fury and anger now? If the Lord takes care of it once, you'll find another catastrophe to take its place. Soon all your captives will be released in prison. Starving and death will not be your fate. See, that's the word of the Lord. He says, For I am the Lord your God who stirs up the sea, causing its waves to roar. My name is the Lord of heaven's armies. He's got millions of angels. And I have put my word, here you go, in your mouth and hidden you safely in my hand. I stretch out the sky like a canopy and lay the foundations of the earth. I am the one who says to Israel, you are my people. Isn't that amazing that in between stretching out the sky like a canopy and lay the foundations of the earth, we're right in there hidden with the Lord. And I have put my words in your mouth. So what are you doing with the words of God? What are we doing with his words? What are we doing with the words allotted to us to choose the death, to choose life and joy so that we can be full of joy, so we can say, those who have been ransomed by the Lord will return. They will enter Jerusalem singing. 
crowned it with everlasting joy. So apparently we're singing because we're already crowned with everlasting joy. Sorrow and mourning will disappear and they will be filled with joy and gladness. That's courage, folks, and that's love. When you sing and sing and praise the Lord, you say, Lord, I praise you and I thank you for this thing I'm going through. I just give you the love and the glory and the honor. Amen. The Lord receives that. He honors that. Thank you so much for coming on here today's podcast. Let's go ahead and pray out with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we forgive those who have debts against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back, family. Stay.